0: With me tonight to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter number eight. Deuteronomy chapter eight. We're going to do uh, some things a little bit different tonight. I know uh, this is New Year's Eve, and some are anxious to go home and eat some sausage balls, or eat chips and dip, or, or uh, you know, cut a watermelon. I don't know what you want to do tonight. Uh, Drink some punch. All right. How many like punch? The drinkable kind of punch. You like the punch. All right, all right. Anyway, um, some some of it's good. Some of that stuff's you know pretty good. So anyway, Deuteronomy chapter chapter number eight. Uh, how many how many here tonight? When it comes to this time of year, you are uh, thinking about the, the the past. You're thinking about the past year and some things that were were done or some things that happened. How many how many oftentimes do that? You do that. All right. How many want to forget the pa- this past year? Okay. All right. Some things happen and you, some things. Now everybody wants to forget 2020, right? Oh yeah. Everybody wants to forget that that, that year and and, uh, and and all the COVID stuff and and everything. Which is I, I know it's still around and and all that, but it was that was a that was a really rough time, right? So anyway. Um, here's what we're going to do tonight. I do think that we need to take, uh, in in this time of year, and probably we need to do it on a more regular basis for ourselves, is to have a spiritual inventory of ourselves. Okay? I think each of us, and and now, now look, I can only give you direction. I can't make you take spiritual inventory. I don't even know what to what what to even say for you to take a spiritual inventory of yourself i know what i need to do i reflect back on a few of the things of the past this past year and i was like oh my goodness you're such a rascal okay i'm not talking about you all i'm talking about me okay all right you all know what a rascal is right all right yeah I mean how many of you remember the little rascals i remember alfalfa he'd always get in trouble bless his heart he had tried to sing and just couldn't Alright, anyway, so so I, I reflect a little bit on myself and, and I think, man, you know, I should have done things a little bit differently. Would you agree with me that there are some things we could have done a little bit differently this past year? Well, uh, the Lord has a way to get our attention in doing just that very thing and I want to I want to do this tonight. I want to ask a couple of questions. Number one, how satisfied are you with you this past year? Okay, it's just a question. How satisfied are you with you this past year? And then, is there something that you've accomplished that the Lord wanted you to accomplish this past year? Have you accomplished that? You know, if you think back to January 2023, man, I am gonna do, I am gonna do this, I'm gonna do better at this and all that, and then you know, about March you forgot all about it. All right, or, or are we any am, am, am I the only one that does that? All right, how many start a dike January 1? And then you forget about it on January 4. I'm just kidding. All right, uh, January two. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's probably not even a stroke of midnight, brother. All right, all right, all right. So so all right. So so. Ahead, are there some things that need some attention? Are there some things that need some attention? And I'm talking about the spiritual life because we're in church, right? I'm not talking about anything physical right now. I am talking about something spiritual. And so are there some things that God would perhaps point out in your life that need some attention? Okay. So if there are, now's the time to do it. We we have just a few hours left in this year. Okay. And, and one of the ways that we can do that, we can reflect on those things in the past. Now, that is something that God has done. Now, I know what Paul wrote to the people at Colossae. And he said, forgetting those things which are behind, let's press toward the mark. Whoa, yes, let's do that, all right? So we'll do that. But But, when we look at the nation of Israel, there were numerous, numerous times that God said, I need you guys to remember something. I need you all to remember where you've been. I need you to remember what I brought you through. I need you to remember that, to, to, that you need to focus on something here in the near future. That's what God did. I, I want to show you something here in Deuteronomy chapter um, where did I say? Yeah, chapter eight. Chapter eight. I don't know. I'm not sure what I said earlier. But anyway, Deuteronomy chapter eight. I'm glad for that screen that kind of helps keep me focused. All right. Did I say something different? I didn't? It? Okay, it's on the screen. All right. Deuteronomy chapter 8. Look at look at verse 1. Verse 1. We're going to read a couple, just a few of the verses here. Watch what he says. Now, all the commandments which I command thee this day shall you observe to do, that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers. That's a great thing, you know, that God and, and God wants him to do that. It's time to do a little bit of inventory and all that. But watch verse 2. Look at verse 2. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these forty years in the wilderness. Look what he did to humble thee, to prove thee, to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no. And he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna which thou knewest not. Neither did thy fathers know that he might uh, make thee know that man doth not live by bread alone, but by Every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. Look down at verse 15. Who led thee through that great and terrible wilderness wherein were fiery serpents and scorpions and drought, where there was no water, who brought thee forth water out of the rock of flint, who fed thee in the wilderness with manna which thy fathers knew not, that he might humble thee, that he might prove thee to do thee good at the latter end. And thou say in thine heart, My power and the might of mine hand hath gotten me this well. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get well. That he may establish his covenant, which he sware unto thy fathers, as it is this day. And it shall be, if thou will do all uh, if thou do at all forget the Lord thy God and walk after other gods and serve them and worship them, I testify against you this day that ye shall surely perish. As the nations which the Lord destroyeth before your face, so shall ye perish because you would not be obedient unto the voice of the Lord your God. Our Father, we pray that you take these words tonight, use them, may they bring glory to your name. Help us tonight to understand what you were trying to do for Israel and what you would like to do for us tonight as we reflect on some things from this past year. We love you, in Jesus' name, amen. I, I want us tonight, I want to just briefly go through this thought, reflecting on God's work this past year, okay? Reflecting on God's work. Now, when we talk about Israel, there are numerous things about them and numerous places that we could go. He had to remind them so often of what he had done. Here, This is one great example of that. This is not the only time. In fact, David did so. 1 Chronicles 16, he reminded the nation of Israel. He was the king at that time. (coughs) Excuse me. And he had to remind Israel of all that he had done. David reminded Israel that all that God had done, the covenant that God had made with Abraham and with Isaac. We, we move forward into the Psalms and we find in Psalm 78 that God reminded them about the Red Sea, reminded them about the water from the rock, reminded them about the leading of the cloud, the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. Oh, so many things that they had to be reminded of. It is sometimes unfortunate and so easy for us to forget those things that God does for us in the past because we're, we're consumed with something right now or we're consumed with something even in the future. And, and so that sometimes is a, is, is a problem. It's a, it's a problematic situation that we need to overcome. All right, But God has to remind us of those things. Psalm 105, Abraham and Isaac again, then, then how he used Joseph to preserve life. And uh, during the famine in Egypt and how Moses led them out of bondage. All of those things are reminders of Israel. And, and mind you, these were periods of time that Israel had gone through uh, over and again. I mean, extended years, okay? Forty years is mentioned here that they were in the wilderness. And, and, and long periods of time that they had to go through and, and uh, understand those things. The Lord is reminding them. Uh, through the prophets. The prophets actually rebuked them on a number of occasions, exposing their iniquity. And then he showed them, even though he exposed their iniquity, he showed them the enduring love, the enduring mercy, and the endless love that God had for them, even though they had done wrong, even though they were disobedient, on a number of occasions. When we get to the New Testament, he does it again. In Acts chapter number 7, remember Stephen Stephen stands up before the crowd and he begins to rehearse all the things that God had done for Israel and and how they had taken by wicked hands and crucified the Messiah. I mean, he goes back to their history of, of Moses, and uh, he mentions some of the great patriarchs. Paul mentions that in his writings on a number of occasions, and uses Abraham as an illustration. The writer of Hebrews in chapter 10 and chapter 11 uses the patriarchs and, of, of great faith, and how the, the things of the past were a shadow of things to come, and, and then those men, he starts with, with Abel, and, and he moves through Noah, and Enoch, and, and Moses, and Joseph, and all of those guys, and, and he mentions. Sarah and Rahab oh the list goes on and on and on about all of those all God is trying to do is say look I need you to go back I need you to remember something I've been good to you the reason you're blessed is because of me the reason you're alive is because of me it's what God's saying the reason you have what you have is because of me I know sometimes we think that we've done a whole lot, but in reality we have done so many uh, minuscule of things when it is really God that has done. And I think that we need to take some time and reflect on that. God here in this passage of Scripture, Deuteronomy, especially verse 2, verse 15 to verse 16, God had purpose behind the facts of the things that they need, He wanted to remind them of. Now look at it again, if you would, verse 2. I'll just mention this one. He goes back in the middle of the verse. He says, number one, to humble thee. Number two, to prove thee. Number three, to know what was in your heart. That's what God wanted to do with Israel. You know, maybe maybe tonight, maybe just tonight, God wants to do the very same thing to us. Maybe God wants to humble us. Maybe God wants to prove us. Maybe God wants to know what's in our heart. Or maybe we need to look at our heart so that we can see what's in our heart. Are we going to follow the commands or no? Are we going to be obedient or not? And we need to reflect on that. Remember this. I like this little song. He's still working on me. Each one of us, every one of us are a work in progress. Some people think they've arrived, but I I got news for you: You haven't arrived. You don't have it. None of us have it all together. We're, we're still working. God is still doing some things in our life. Once you think, once we think that we got it all figured out and we think that we're in, you know, we're, we've got uh, everything under control and all that, man, the kink, the biggest kink in your life is going to come. So here's what I'm going to do tonight. I'm going to give four different things, four different things. And after I give each one of these things, I'm gonna give you some scripture texts to go with them. We're gonna pause for a minute, and we're gonna pray for that specific thing that God has done. Okay? So, so, and, and I mean, if we if we have volunteers, we'll take volunteers. If not, I'll, I'll you know I'll count down three, two, one. If you don't, nobody volunteers, then I'll pray. Y'all hear me pray a lot, but that's okay. I don't mind praying. I don't mind talking to the Lord. But if we have volunteers, we'll we'll certainly take them. Number one, here's number one. First of all, as we reflect on God's Word, His acts of kindness. Has God been kind to you? All right, I think He has been kind to all of us. And we reflect back on this year. Yeah, we've had some difficult times. How many has had some challenging times in 2023? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So even though we've had those challenging times in 2023, God's still been good. You know what? You're here tonight. I think it's pretty good. God's been good to you, right? He's been kind to us. Here's proof text. All right, do I have that verse? Here we go. Psalm 117, verse 2. For his merciful kindness is great toward us, and the truth of the Lord endureth forever. And he closes out that verse and that chapter with, praise ye the Lord. Isn't that awesome? Now... When God shows us acts of kindness, it is worthy of our praising His name for that. I want to give you another verse. Isaiah chapter 54, verse number 8 says this With everlasting kindness, while I have mercy on thee, saith the Lord thy Redeemer. Now, think about that verse for a moment. If we look at it in reverse, number one, He's our Redeemer, number two, the Lord is speaking. Number three, he's had mercy on us. Number four, he has shown us everlasting kindness. How long does his kindness last? It doesn't end, right? All right. So when we think about that, I'm excited. I get excited and I think, Lord, you've been so much better to me than I deserve. And you've been better to me than I could ever imagine. There are his acts of kindness. I don't know that we reflect on that enough. That's why tonight we're doing a little spiritual inventory. You have to do it yourself. I'm doing it for me. Okay, I'm doing it for me. I know how many times I have thanked the Lord for being kind to me. Just an act of kindness. And I, I, I could confess to you tonight it's not been enough. I've not praised him enough for the acts of kindness that he's shown. All right, so here we go. Number one, the acts of kindness. Do I have a volunteer that wants to pray for God's acts of kindness? All right, go ahead, sir. Amen. Thank you, Brother Vincent. Number two. All right, so first we have his acts of kindness. Number two, we have his abiding presence. Oh, wow. Now, this one is an amazing feature of the Lord, amazing characteristic that he has in that he can be at your house and my house at the same time. Isn't that good? All right. He can be in another country at the same time that he's here in the States. He can be in another state at the same time he's in Virginia. Praise the Lord for that. But His presence, it not, not only is He omnipresent, that's what we call it, but He is also, uh, it, it is an abiding presence. God will reveal Himself to us with His presence. All right? If you, have you ever been in a situation like, Oh, I really wish the Lord would show up right now And about that time. There He is. Right, in a situation all right or, or 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 maybe maybe there's something that we're we're like there is no there's no substitute for the presence of the almighty god we've talked a little bit about that this year i invite the presence of god what does that do for me it it protects me he protects me every one of us in this room we need protection from satanic forces would you agree with me on that one Because I know this to be true. If you are a human being, and last time I checked, everybody in here was. Okay. We checked our human being card when we walked in the door. I'm kidding. All right. All right. No aliens, right? All right, we have zero aliens. All right, so everybody, since everybody is a human being, everybody, and, and you know the Lord, or, or, you know, I'm going to venture to say that 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 probably 99% of everybody here tonight, and I certainly say 99% because I don't know your heart. So, <coughs> so that being said, 99% of everybody in here knows the Lord or has a relationship with the Lord. Okay, right? Can we agree with that? All right, so there may be some young ones that, that they are not quite there yet. They haven't reached that age yet. That's okay. That's why we we're given that one percentage point. So that being said, we all know this to be true, that Satan is going to come and tempt us. And evermore, we need the abiding presence of the Almighty God to help us in those moments of temptation. I honestly think that amen should have been stronger. Because you know it's true. Every person in here, you know it's true. You are going to be tempted this week. What are you going to rely on to prevent you from falling in that time of temptation? How about the abiding presence of the Almighty God? Here's here's one of my favorite verses in all the scripture. Joshua chapter 1 verse number 9. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. I'm going to finish it out. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. He's with us. Now, the Lord told that to Joshua because Joshua was fearful of leading the children of Israel. Moses had died. And so Joshua was the next one in line, next in command. And he was so afraid. He said, I'm afraid I won't measure up. I'm afraid I won't be, I'll, I'll fail. But the God comforted him and told him, you know what, Joshua, I'm going to be with you. So stop being afraid. Be strong. Have good courage. There, there's another verse of Scripture that goes along with that. And uh, I, I'll turn. I don't think I gave him this one. Did I give you Psalm 91? All right. That's fine, that's fine. I'm going to read a couple of verses of Psalm 9. This psalm is a huge, huge blessing. I want you to listen to what he says. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, and my God, in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler, from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers, and under His wings shalt thou trust His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. What more do we need than the abiding presence of the Almighty God? The psalmist knew a little bit about that. Even over in Psalm 139. 139, let me get there. Psalm 139, listen to this. O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down-sitting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thoughts afar off. Thou compasseth my path and my lying down and art acquainted with all my ways. Listen. For there is not a word in my tongue. But lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast Beset me behind and before and lay thine hand upon me. He meaning, Lord, you're there before me, you're behind me, you're under me, you're over me, you're all around me. Mm. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it to it. The psalmist is saying, I can't can't comprehend it. This is just so amazingly wonderful. I don't have words to express. But then he says this, Whether shall I go from thy spirit or whether shall I flee from thy presence? Is there any place that any of us can go and get away from the abiding presence of God? He said this in verse 8, If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. God is everywhere. Now, he's only going to be everywhere based on our relationship. The apostle Paul said this in his last letter in 2 Timothy chapter 4. He's standing before the king Nero, he's getting ready to have his head chopped off, and Paul writes to Timothy and he says, And my first answer. No man stood with me. The first time I stood before the king, nobody stood with me. Then he follows it with this statement. Nevertheless, the Lord stood with me. Paul looked around when he was standing before the king. You'd think there'd be somebody there to give a testimony for Paul. One would uh, would help him, you know. He doesn't need to die. He doesn't need to be executed by you, by your hand, O King Nero. But nobody was there. But Paul had said earlier, the time of my departure is at hand. He said, nevertheless, the Lord stood with me. I think we need to reflect this past year on the abiding presence of the Lord. Have there been some times in your life this past year that God... Was with you. You recognized it. You knew there was no other explanation. But the fact that it was God. It was God. I think maybe this coming year. We need it more evident. The presence of God more evident. So, with all of that being said, do I have a volunteer that will pray about the abiding presence of God, thanking Him for the past and asking Him for the future? Yes, sir. Go right ahead, brother.
1: We can't drum up. We can't come along.
0: acts of kindness, number one is acts of kindness, number two is abiding presence, number three is answered prayer. Let me ask you this question, has God answered some prayer for you this past year? Yeah. Sometimes very, uh, maybe not quite so significant, but those ones that are very significant, we remember those very well, don't we? All right, let me ask you this, have there been some prayers He hasn't answered? It's not that God's not on the throne. It's not that His presence is not real. It's sometimes God answers for our benefit and for His glory. I don't understand all there is about the unanswered prayers that we have. However, all of them are answered. Just maybe not the way we want them to be. Sometimes God says, I need you to hang on. Sometimes God says, not right now. Sometimes He says, no, that's not in your best interest. Now, we have to, however, look in light of those things in the past and see some amazing things that God has done, some amazing prayers that God has answered. i give you this verse of Scripture, uh, Jeremiah 33.3. 3, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and I will show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. He will answer. Again, it just may not necessarily be the way we want it to be. We need to understand that when we pray, we must learn to pray in the will of God. Is it God's will for this or that to be done? Let me give you another verse of Scripture. In 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 10. I love this story. It's a fellow named Jabez. The Bible says that Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed and enlarge my coast, and that thine hand might be with me, and that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it, that it may not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. What is it about Jabez that God answered the prayer? Well, look, look at, carefully at the prayer. Yes, he wanted the blessings indeed. He wanted to enlarge the coast. But he wanted, I think this is a key element, that he wanted to keep him from evil. He wanted to keep himself from evil. He wanted to keep himself from evil. You know, when when we pray that prayer, even Jesus, when he gave the disciples a model, he said, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. I think that is a key element to getting a, a, a request granted to us. And receiving those blessings from the Lord. There's another fellow, a great man of prayer. His name was Daniel. In Daniel chapter uh, number 9, and in verse 20, 21, and 22, he's praying. He has gone to the window of prayer as he did many times before. And the Bible says that he was confessing his sin and the sin of his people Israel and presenting his supplication to the Lord and, uh, and, and praying to the Lord of heaven. And he says, while I was speaking, he said this. He said, the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being, <clears throat> being caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the time of the evening oblation. And he informed me and talked with me and said, "Oh Daniel... I am now come forth to give thee skill and understanding. In other words, God was answering his prayer. Did you know that there was a time Daniel was praying and it was 21 days before the answer came? Even though God had sent the angel to give him the answer, the angel came and said, I heard you the first time. I was on my way the first time, but there was something that got in the way. There was a hindrance that got in the way. Satan does not want our prayers answered because then it would cause us to rely upon God that much more and to pray to our Heavenly Father that much more. Satan will do everything in his power to prevent prayers from being answered, but I'm glad that we have an Almighty God that still answers prayer, that still will show us great And mighty things. Do I have a volunteer tonight who will pray and thank God for the answered prayers? For the answered prayers? Anybody? All right, go ahead, Brother Dave.
2: for you use us and teach us to pray, Lord. And uh, thank you, Lord, for your salvation. Thank you for this church. And uh, Lord, we thank you for loving us as you do, for
0: never giving us before saving
2: us. Praise you, Jesus.
0: Amen. Number four. We have his acts of kindness, we have his abiding presence, his answer prayer. How about his abundant blessings? How many tonight would be able to testify and say, God has abundantly blessed me more than I deserve? Has he done that? Now, blessings come in a variety of ways. Sometimes they come in gifts. Sometimes they come in prosperity. But sometimes they come in peace. Sometimes the blessing God gives to you is just an overwhelming peace. Even though things might be uh, in turmoil, yet there's a God that comes and answers or blesses with an assurance and a peace that nobody else can give. You know, we all can try. The preacher can try. Your spouse can try. Your parents can try. Your siblings can try. But there's no peace like the peace Jesus gives those blessings that come in a variety of ways, uh, I, I, I find a great chapter that talks about those in Psalm 103. In Psalm 103, I didn't give you that one, did I? I did. Okay, I give you the first two. I'm going to read a little bit more than that. Psalm 103, verse 1 and 2, "'Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits.'" What are his benefits? Listen to this. Verse 3 says, Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. Verse 4, Who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with love and kindness and tender mercies. Verse 5, Who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagle's. The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. He made known His ways unto Moses, His acts unto the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and plenteous in mercy. Wow! He's loaded us down with benefits. And we look at all of those things. Just think about how many sins has God forgiven you today? I ain't even counting the month of uh, you know, September or October. All right. Well, how about December? Wow. Who healeth the diseases? What kind of diseases are there? Name it. There is one. All right. Go on and on and on. The psalmist talks about those blessings that we have received. Here's what, here's, this, this is what I'm trying to get across to you tonight. We need to spend some time reflecting and doing a spiritual inventory of ourselves. And looking at all of these things, this past year, God has been kind to us. God has been with us. God has answered prayer. And God has blessed. And we reflect on that. Our reaction to those things is a reflection of our heart. And so a spiritual inventory, are we grateful? Do we show some gratitude? Preacher, this is January, this ain't November or Thanksgiving. No, 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 that's a daily, daily activity of giving God thanks for these things. All I'm asking all of us to do tonight, let's reflect on God's work this past year and for those areas that need attention as we do a spiritual inventory of ourselves we can do better than we did last year right right we can do better okay and and, and if you think you can't do any better then go back and look again you just lied huh yeah when you think you've done, I mean, I've done everything I can. Everything was right. 100 percent right all the time. Oh, you just lied. Go back. Let's let's start all over again. All right. Let's go back and think of that benefit of the forgiving of the iniquity there in, in, in Psalm 103.3. All right. Well, let, let's let's remember those things. Can we do that? So I want to do this tonight. I want us to, we're going to close out with a word of prayer. I'm going to pray uh, here at, at the end. And so I I would like everybody, let's let's do this tonight. Let's all stand to our feet. I want everybody standing, and I want everybody praying for any and all of these things. I know that these men have prayed for these specific areas tonight, but I want all of us praying for the acts of kindness, the abiding presence, the, um, the answered prayer, and the abundant blessings that God has given to us. All right? All right, let's do that, if you would, please. Our Heavenly Father, as we come to you this evening... Lord, we're so, so appreciative of your blessings. We're appreciative of your word. Lord, we thank you for every act of kindness. And Lord, that has been reflected upon already. We thank you, Lord, for your abiding presence. And there is not a day nor an hour that has gone by uh, that you were not with us. Lord, there are times in which we have failed in But yet, at the same time, you were there with us, even in our moments of failure. The children of Israel experienced that in their moments of disobedience, yet you were still with them. Father, we thank you for your abiding presence that never fails and never leaves. We thank you for answered prayer. Lord, we could go on and on and on about those specific areas or specific prayers that you have answered on our behalf. For the lives that you have touched. For the, the people that you have healed. For uh, the, the souls that have been saved. Uh, for uh, for your, your, your goodness or your intervention in a particular situation. Lord, there's so many things that you have answered on our behalf. Lord, for things that seem so small and insignificant. Yet, Lord, we pleaded with you and you answered those prayers. But, Father, your blessings... How abundant they are. They are definitely more than we deserve. We actually deserve nothing. We deserve not a single blessing. We deserve not uh, not, uh, any prosperity. We deserve no gifts from you. Lord, we don't deserve the peace that you give. But we are grateful. And throughout the rest of our lives, we could be more grateful for those abundant blessings that you share Uh, with us and that you show uh, upon us. Lord, I thank you for this church. I thank you for the testimony that it has. I thank you, Lord, for the guests that have have come and made their way here. I I pray that they return. I pray, Lord, and I thank you for uh, every ministry that we have, from youngest to oldest. I pray, Lord, and thank you for, throughout the year, the things that we are able to do that you've put upon our heart to try to reach into the community or reach others with the gospel for our missions and for our uh the, the teen retreat and Lord for neighborhood bible time and for the barbecue and stew, all those things throughout the entire year. The ladies' meetings and Lord the young people and all the things that we're involved with. I thank you, Lord, you bless, you've blessed, you've blessed, and Lord we thank you that in advance for the continued blessings in the coming year, Lord, may we, as we reflect upon these things, may we be, um, Lord, ever more grateful. We love you, and we appreciate, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen.